0: Hey everyone! I'm very excited to tell you that the wise and wonderful April Beyer will be joining me once a month to co host these special episodes. I couldn't love April more, and I think her advice and guidance is just invaluable. Today, our first call is with a listener who's been asked to choose sides when a couple in her friend group breaks up. Next, we talk with a young woman who doesn't know how to deal with her sister's husband and his inappropriate behavior. If you have a question and would like to talk with us, Please look for the link at unqualified.com. We would love to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. Leah, tell us what's going on. I loved your letter.
1: Yes. So it's not my romantic relationship that's a problem, but it's my friends. Um, We're all late 20s, early 30s, and the romantic problems are affecting this whole friend group that we have. So our friends were dating for like five years. Turns out that they were unhappy for a long time and we didn't know. So they broke up in December and everyone kept living their lives, doing their thing. And then the big sort of impetus for the drama right now is we went out for the female friend's birthday. All the girls got together. We had a great weekend. It was super fun. And all these pictures got posted on social media. And right after the other person that was in the relationship started saying, you should be hanging out with her. If you're still hanging out with her, you're not my friend. You have to stop talking to her. I want her to disappear and have never existed. So now I don't know what to do because he's also our friend and we want to be respectful We know that he's hurting. and We feel bad. But at the same time, I think he's being a little unreasonable. And we're all fine being friends with both of them. So it's really strange.
0: I'm confused about the social media incident. So was there an affair? Was there like flirtation in the friend group? Oh,
1: no. So I don't know exactly what happened in their relationship. And as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter to me because it happened between the two of them. So all of the girls in this friend group went out for our friend's birthday and posted online that, you know, here we are golfing, here we are at a bar, we're having so much fun. And her ex was really upset seeing his friend's girlfriends out with his ex and then started saying like, you shouldn't go out with her. Don't spend time with her. Why are you still talking to
0: her? So, okay. He's feeling vulnerable and hurt, which is understandable, but It's pretty unreasonable to expect or demand that everyone choose a side.
1: Yes. So the female in the ex relationship is fine. She's been super cool, very respectful. She hasn't been talking about him, but he has been saying to all his friends, if you're still friends with her, you were never my friend to begin with. You have to stop talking to her or I will not be a part of your life. To the point that like, he had our friends uninvite her from their wedding if anyone's seen with
0: her or is known to be talking to her, they're out.
2: Well, now we know why they broke up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So people were truly disinvited from a wedding because of this? Wow. And how does, let's call her Sarah. Sure. How is she handling this?
1: Really well, surprisingly. I think she's a little relieved to be further removed from this situation now, Um So she is worried about him and cares about him and is concerned that like, he's not moving on. He's not in a healthy place right now, but she has moved on. Not that she's dating, but she's just living her best life right now and living the single life, which she's enjoying. Uh, So yeah, she's been fine. I'm actually more upset about it than she is on her behalf for how she's been treated and then how other people in the situation have been treated. So like my boyfriend has been a really good friend to both of them. And all of a sudden it's like, you were never my friend to begin with. They were still talking to my ex and it's really kind of insulting. So I think, like you said, unreasonable for sure, but it's hard when you're friends with both people and they break up, choosing where your loyalty is supposed to lie and being respectful of both of their wishes and understanding both of their feelings about it.
0: And it sounds like, let's call the guy Greg. Okay. It sounds like he has not moved on at all. Is he, like, hounding her? I don't think they've talked much. She had tried to
1: wish him a happy birthday, which I thought was a nice thing to do. But he's only reached out to her once or twice. And not to be nice. Not to be rude, but more to be like, what have you been saying about me? Why are you still hanging out with my friends, basically?
0: April, does this group of friends indulge this behavior of the, like, wounded man who's lonely and needs to, like, stir up some drama? (laughs) Or do they call him on it? Yeah. Well, there's a lot to do here.
2: You know, friends don't let friends drink and drive, and friends don't let friends ask each other to stop caring about somebody they care about. It's unkind and selfish to do that to you guys. So... There's so much to do here. I get where you're at. On I don't know if you've experienced this, but we've had friends or family members that have met someone, whether they were dating or engaged, they got married, and then they asked us as their siblings or as their friends to love this person. And then if the relationship doesn't last, then they ask us to unlove that person. And it's not really fair, right? Especially when it's important to them in the beginning. I'm sure Leah with you, didn't he want you to like her and love her and incorporate her into your group and your plans?
1: Yes, for sure. So we all did things together in different iterations of the group. So it wasn't always like the women hang out with women and men hang out with men. We go out as couples a lot, shared activities and everything. So for sure, I don't want to say that he introduced her to the whole group and put that on him because I think when we said that to him before it's been, this is not my fault. It's not my fault. She's in your lives.
2: No, I'm friends with a lot of women because I dated a guy that they were friends with, you know, and I'm no longer with that guy. But now I have this beautiful friendship. And so I... I like to look at it as like, oh, that was maybe what was meant to happen all along, is that you guys were meant
0: to be friends. So it's a gift. I don't know know about you, but I'm dying to know what happened with them. (laughs) Well, yeah, because what makes the situation potentially really sticky is if Sarah cheated on Greg. Yeah, exactly. And so he has like the story of victimhood. Mm -hmm. And then you would feel conflicted, like, do we carry the grievances of our friends. And that becomes like a pretty personal choice, I think. Yeah. Because if let's say he knows something about her
2: character, right? Let's say she's a habitual liar and it wasn't just that she cheated or whatever, but there's something that he felt that there was through line of really bad character stuff. And he was saying, don't be friends because you guys are also in danger of this behavior happening to you too. But if it's a breakup, and it's just hurt feelings, that's a whole other story. So do you know what transpired between the two of them?
1: Not in any detail. I have a hard time listening to people when they come out of a breakup because I know things that I've said about my exes (laughs) that were a very colored version. So you kind of need to give it time, I think. So like a year from now, if they sat down and said, hey, here are the facts of the situation, I would find that interesting, but I don't know which things are saying are true. Like if they had a conversation, for example, and they both interpret it two different ways, neither one is necessarily wrong because that was their perception. But, you know, that was not necessarily what happened. So I don't know if someone lied or someone cheated. And again, my bigger concern is this sort of like manipulation, a little bit of bullying or guilting people into a particular thing. Um I don't think there's anything about her that like poses a threat to us. I know her really well. I trust her. I've never had any issues. So I'm hesitant to like cut someone out of my life if they haven't done anything to me directly. Right. Like if she lied to me or stole money from me or something, that would be a problem, but she's never done that to me. And as far as I know, hasn't done that to him either.
0: Who's closer to the person we call Greg, you or your partner? My partner. Would he feel comfortable saying to the Greg character, like, I know that you've requested this and you view this as an act of betrayal, but I really think you have to put some things into perspective here. I think that, like, in hindsight, you may realize this is a little childish at some point because it kind of feels like it is, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that would be really helpful. Um, uh, I don't know if he would say that to him. He hates confrontation. He's a, a Libra. So he's very like peacekeeping and make everybody happy and compromise. But I think that would be a good idea. Leah,
2: that's what's missing.
1: I know. I wish that some of the things that Greg was saying to people, he said in front of me, because i as an Aries and very confrontational. And I'm very happy to say like, Hey, that's not cool. Or to tell even his friends or to tell my partner, like, Hey, like you said, indulging this behavior is not helping him. We're actually doing him a disservice by letting him wallow in his grief day in, day out for six months now that they've been broken up.
0: And forming armies. Right. It's a waste of time for him. Right. It is, but you can imagine. So social media creates a FOMO
2: anyway. There's proof that social media causes depression because people look at your account and they think you're having a better life, a better love, better sex, better time, better travel than anybody else. When we know that so much of it is doctored anyway, right? For public view. So maybe she broke up with him. I don't know. And then suddenly he's on social and he sees you guys having a blast. So it triggers him. And so I understand why he gets triggered. So I think, yeah, you shouldn't indulge in the behavior, but everybody's skipping a vital step, which is in order to assert your boundaries and explain to somebody that loyalty isn't just to him, it's also to yourself, right? It's like, well, I need to be loyal to me and how I look at my own life, but we can't skip the step of hearing them out ahead of time, right? Which is You know, what is the story and how do you feel? And if you want to share with me, what happened with you guys so that you can at least hear him? Because I feel like if he just gets heard and people ask him, you guys are all really good friends. You've been friends a long time. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see it. I just want to be in Switzerland, which you can get to. But right now, your friend needs to be heard. So I think because he wasn't heard and nobody asked him anything and everybody went on as if life was normal, you triggered him. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying this is probably what happened. And so now he's confronted with everybody's having a good time without him. And she's out there laughing with you guys. And even if it's with the girls, it's not even him seeing her out with another guy. It's just like, it feels like you guys have betrayed him. So whether he's right or wrong, can we help you by doing something with him now so that that can quiet down as he gets heard. Then later on, you can like layer in the, hey, listen, we love you both, <laughs> you know? And we're loyal to both.
0: April, you're so wise. Well,
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but like sometimes if I'm like banging the drum and I keep going over and over and over and my husband goes, okay, stop, like I've heard you. It's literally because I didn't feel heard. And so my behavior will cool down if somebody just lets me express and just listens for an hour and then transformation can happen, but not if everybody's just avoiding.
1: Right. That makes a lot of sense. So if we do hear him out and he has like negative things to say about her, what should I do? Like, I don't want to turn around from talking to him and be like, Hey, so I heard this. What are your thoughts?
2: This has happened in my own family. And what I wanted the most was just to be heard by my siblings. I've never broken up with anybody and asked anybody not to be with my ex, but it's happened to me, right? I've been in your shoes with friends and family members and such. And I think it's really just hearing that person and saying ahead of time, we want you to share if you feel like it, we just need you to know that we love you both. So whatever you want to share with us, we're here to listen But you can't confront him in those moments because he's just sharing. Your opinion of her is your opinion of her. And if your friendship with her is strong, regardless of what he says, you're going to have a filter, right? You know, somebody could say something to me about someone that I know and I'll listen and recognize them and respect them. But I'm not going to say that's not true. That's not how you should feel because everybody has a right to have their own feelings, So you can just go, okay, and nod your head and go, okay, awesome. Like we heard you, you know, but again, we love you both. So how do we do this going forward? Because through you, I've connected with her and we like her company and she never says anything bad about you. You just have to keep reminding him that when she's in your company, there's no talk about him. She doesn't say anything negatively. She reached out recently. And the only person that's being toxic right now is, is him. So that's his problem, but let's help him so we can help you (laughs) so you guys can get over this hurdle because battling him is not the thing to do. And ignoring the conversation is definitely not the thing to do.
0: Leah, I was thinking though about what you said that you feel like you're almost taking on the anger for Sarah, which was interesting because it kind of just came up again. Like you were imagining him like, unloading on you and you felt that you would have the obligation to go report back to her or defend her. I really like it that you recognize that in yourself. And I think it's just an interesting reflection on maybe where you're at because you've made it independent of her. You've said that she's kind of moved on. She sounded like what I was like when I went through my first divorce. My friends were getting divided. They felt more passionately to some degree than I did. I was just like living a new single life in Los Angeles and like the world had just totally opened for me. So my old friend group was not a massive priority for me at that time. So it sounds like that's where she's at because he's not clearly. And I think April is completely right. Like I would try to be as open as you can. For his sake, even though you may like her better than you like him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for his sake and for like a social experiment too, to see how much you can get out of
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back to you guys. <laughs> yeah. We really want well, to know all this.
2: <laughs> well, I also don't think you're being disloyal for hearing something. And, and by the way, usually when people are this kind of triggered and angry, it's because they're hurting. You know so right. if you can dive into the what happened is when you sit there for a while and you guys like have a drink or something and chit-chat for a while, you're gonna get the anger first. And like maybe he doesn't even say anything bad about her. Maybe it's just like she hurt me. And if you guys are hanging out with her, that means you're hurting me too. You know, so it could not be anything that you're thinking it's gonna be, but I'm a big believer and let's just put everything on the table. My God, like there's so much stuff in our world that We don't get done and we don't get done well with our friends and family members and our lovers and partners because we're just too afraid to say it, put any light on it, as if putting light on it is going to somehow damage something. And it's the hiding stuff that is the damage that creates all of the discord and disharmony. That's what I think. So listening and just buttoning up and just letting him rip for a little while, maybe he'll
0: cry. We don't know, right? Yeah, but Leah... Something else just occurred to me that you might not like. Yeah. In addition to this advice about hearing Greg out, I think it's a good idea to maybe not circle back with the other girls in the group for a minute. I totally agree. I think that's a good idea.
1: They should have that conversation if they want.
0: Yeah. And I think that right now it's like, oh my God, the wedding thing is still like pretty egregious to me. But anyway... I think it will continue to be a little bit of a hive and I would talk to your partner and I would tell him like, hey, I think we should do this plan and let's like be super gentle with him and just say, hey, we know you're hurting. We know you're lonely. You know, we want to be here for you. And then just like April said, hear him out. And then later on be like, dude, you're acting like a fucking baby. (laughs) 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 usually Anna's the nicer one. (laughs) But that was such a gentle voice I used.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Like you said, put all the cards on the table see what we're working with. Then everybody can like make their own choices and figure out what they want to do rather than taking someone's opinion and writing people out of their lives because someone says so. And, you know, we may all need to just take a step back, let things cool down and come back after that, knowing that everyone's been heard. That's what I think. So I'm glad that you said that,
2: you know, only because I've been on both sides of this fence personally, and I've seen my clients do it. You know, when I do feedback, a post date or when couples have been dating and then they break up, A lot of times people will say, well, he's your client. You're going to be more on his side and you won't give me accurate feedback. And that's not true. I'm trained to be Switzerland always. And then when I'm talking to each person there, I'm dealing with them individually. And I do that with friends and I do that with family members. So what you have to say, instead of like going right into the, okay, we heard you, but go jump in a lake. It's, we want to spend time with you and we want to spend time with her, but you are kind of taking it slower in your steps of like, I just need you to know that we care about you and there are no sides to this and that our friendship with her has nothing to do with our friendship with you. You introduced us to her. And so clearly you made a great choice (laughs) because we like her too. And so if you asked us to like her in the beginning and all of us get along as a group, did you think that was going to stop and just keep reiterating that there's nothing that is nasty that is being said about him when she's around and that you care about him. And then if the behavior continues, then you can do what Anna said, which is you're being a big baby and you got to stop, like knock it off, get on with your life. But can we do something before, <laughs> before we say that?
1: At this point, a lot of it is like, he's really close with my partner. So then I feel like if he wants to be loyal to Greg, like I should support him, but I don't want there to be conflict between like our plans or if we have a get together, do we have to choose like which one of them we get to invite and all that? I don't know. It's, it's weird. You just invite them both. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like my parents are divorced and most of our parents are partners, parents, all of our friends' parents are divorced and you know, you have to do two Christmases and you do, you know, two Thanksgivings. And so it's not weird for me to do that sort of thing, but I'd like just for everybody to get along. (laughs) That'd be nice. The
2: best way is you have a party or there's an event and you invite both. And if one or both has a problem with it, they can stay home. I'm sorry, but like you guys can't get in the weeds on this and start accommodating just because you're used to it with your families. Like These are just really good, healthy boundaries. Like, Hey, everybody's invited, you know, and if they want to sit it out, that's their personal choice. That's great.
1: <laughs> I love that you just said that. That's awesome.
2: Well, I'm sure growing up in that was really hard. Like you said, you have to do two Christmases and then, you know, it's hard. (laughs) They've done movies about this, right, Anna? (laughs) And he also needs to know girls bond. Like, come on, you know, you meet a great girl and it's special and women tend to go out and they share more and they're connected. It's not like there's another guy in the group that's dating her, you know? The girls got together the other night. Like, it's a total separate thing from him. I hope he's worth it. That's all.
1: Maybe he's (laughs) not, but let's find out. (laughs) I know. (laughs) know. Right. Like you're saying, put all the cards on the table and we'll find out. And maybe it turns out that, you know, one person is not as nice as we thought, or maybe they're both awesome, which is how I feel about it. And then we can just, like you said, set those boundaries and make sure everyone feels heard and cared for.
2: Absolutely. If you were my friend and I went through the breakup and you kind of, you know, dusted under the rug and... You just said, look, this is our friend. And you didn't ever sit down with me and go, what happened, April? I would take it as you didn't care and you weren't interested. And you guys have been trying so hard to be polite and fair and neutral that you forgot to do the care part, which is when we ask people questions, it's not like we're grilling them. That just shows we care, period.
1: Yeah. They've been super secretive. I don't know if either nothing happened or something really big happened and they haven't talked about it. Whole time Greg has been saying, like, you don't understand, you'll never understand me. We're like, well, like, tell us what happened. Give right. us the details. And it, he doesn't seem open to that. And I don't know if it was just like too fresh or if he's embarrassed, maybe he did something and he's afraid to say like, yeah, I booked up. I don't know what to tell you. So I don't know. It's been really strange, but I agree with everything you're saying. I, it's really helpful. So thank you. And it's good to hear from another person because like I know what my gut instinct is, but it's not always the right one. And I'm very like jump in head first and get in there and not everyone's comfortable with that. So it's good to hear that there are ways to do what I want to do where it's sit down and put everything out there, but be less aggressive and be like holding space and protecting everybody's heart as Anna
0: would say. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, okay. I'm worried that when you guys talk to Greg, if there was a big event and that's why he's saying things like you'll never understand, you may not get to the bottom of it and you may have to be okay with that. And like the opening of the door maybe will just end somewhere like, we're really sorry you're hurting. We love Sarah as well. We're here for you though. And I think that's kind of all you can do. I don't like that big event wrench, (laughs) but we don't know the answer. Well, I think you're right. I think he he did something and he doesn't want to
2: be exposed. And so he feels like if you guys hang out with her you might learn things about him that
0: he doesn't want the group to know. You're right. I would have thought that would have been a long shot until that happened to me. Really? (laughs) You know? Yeah, because I operate on this naive assumption that people aren't maybe as manipulative or as gaslighting Hmm. as maybe they are sometimes.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's possible. Anything is possible. That's why if
2: he says, I can't tell you, it's like your instinct was right, Leah. It's like, well, if you don't tell us, then we can't know and we can't support you. So if we're friends and we're going to build a lifetime of friendship here, then be honest and direct with us. No matter what happened, like just tell us. My guess is that it's something that was done to him. Like she didn't like him anymore or like something. Yeah, that's my gut too. Because when I've been in that position, it's always because somebody felt like I got hurt by this person. So therefore those people I love need to defend me by Xing that person out of their life as a way of standing shoulder to shoulder with me. That's the tricky part. That's usually what happens. It's a tough one, but the more conversation around this, the better. And then at the end of the day, Leah, you got to do what you want to do. And as long as this girl is value-add in the group and she's kind and she's wonderful to be near and she's not talking trash about him, And, you know, we do that in our circles too. We just say, listen, you know, if we're going to get together, please know that we're friends with both and we won't allow going forward for either of you to speak disparagingly about the other. It's just nothing we want to participate in. I'll listen to it once in the beginning to feel your side. But then after that, I need you to refrain from trashing that person in front of me because that's really the loyalty that comes out from these friendships. So he gave you a gift of a cool new friend. (laughs) Leah, we like that your instincts are there and that hopefully we've given you a container to follow what you already knew you should do. We're just giving you permission to be honest, share your thoughts and feelings and be loving all at the same time.
1: That all sounds good. I have one follow-up question then, and this is my last sort of thought on it. But if we go through all this and something like that does come out, whether it's cheating or whatever thing, and there was a big event. If it's something that happened in their relationship, does that have to affect how we proceed? Or do we do the same thing where we love you both? We don't want to talk badly about either of you, and you're welcome to be in our lives, however you choose to be in our lives. Does it matter?
2: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. So if I knew somebody hurt you, Leah, and you're my friend, and I knew somebody, it wasn't just a relationship issue, but it was a character issue or something that was just so awful that. I have this philosophy of, if it happened to you, it can happen to me, right? It's like, I don't like it when people say, well, it didn't happen to me. So I'm fine because it usually ends up happening to that person anyway. So we do have to listen. Right. And that's in work, work relationships. It's, you know, like all this stuff that comes out about like innuendos at work or sexual aggression or all these other kinds of things that happen. It's like, well, he didn't do it to me. So it must not be happening. It's like pretty soon it comes around. <laughs> so we do have to listen to those people that we love and trust and hear them out. And then we go back to the secondary person. Let's say it's something about her. Right. You could go back to her and say, Mm, this is a little tricky. If he swore you to privacy and secrecy, that's one thing, you know, but you could have a conversation with your boyfriend of like, Ooh, now we heard something that actually, I mean, it was so hurtful as a human being that I don't like that in that person. And what it would do is it would naturally make you not want to hang out with her, not because he told you, but you would start to almost kind of lose a little bit of interest in that friendship um, naturally. So you don't even have to try, but if it's something that was like, let's say she cheated, Right, and it hurt him, and he didn't swear you to secrecy. You could always go back to her and say, If you want to share anything with us, you know, I'm an open book and I'm private. And if the other friends want to sit down with you, but just for us, there's a cone of silence and it's just between you and I. But I heard this, and I think that's why he's being this way because he's really devastated and he's hurt. But I caution on that because it is so private, like it's tricky, tricky ground right now. Just go and, and hear him out first. You may not get the hundred percent of the truth, but still keep talking about it. And maybe if you can, and you feel safe going to her, I don't think it's going to make you not be her friend. I've heard some things about people and it honestly never changed the way I felt about that guy or that girl. I had enough experience and I trusted myself enough to know that I know who I like and I know who I don't like. So you just have to be confident within yourself.
1: I'm on board with all that. That sounds good. Okay, good. Leah, thank you so much. Thank you. This was excellent. Thank you so much for taking my call and for all the different thoughts. I feel like I have a solid game plan going forward. Thanks, Leah. Good luck. Bye, Leah. Thank you. Bye.
0: Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Jennifer, we read your letter, but will you tell our listeners what's going on?
3: Okay, I come from a pretty big family, and my sister is married to a man that he just makes me feel icky. Like, he's always making, like, sexual innuendos and jokes that aren't really funny or not really jokes.
0: That's what she said.
3: Yeah, but not really even that funny. (laughs) I mean, he's been a part of my life, my whole life. Like, she's 10 years older than me, and they were high school sweethearts, so it's been throughout our whole lives. But she always defends him as well. Like, he's just the type of person, like, I literally could go on for days and tell you, like, some horrible things that he's done. But he'll do things, like, where he goes, like, if you disagree with anything, like, from politics to type of car you drive, he'll go, well, you have to be stupid not to think like I do. And I'm like, please don't call me stupid. And my sister will be like, oh, calm down, Jeff. And I'm like, I'm just defending myself. Like, don't call me stupid. So she's always defending him. And... We've tried to like talk to her a little bit about like the way he treats us, her siblings. And even he treats her kind of bad, but like, that's her choice. You know, I don't like watching it. And like one of my other siblings recently within the past two years stood up to him and they had an altercation and then he did what I thought was the right thing and called her sister and said, Hey, this is, you know, this is how I felt in the future, I would appreciate it if, you know, this didn't happen again. And now whenever they get together in family events, they almost mock this sibling and are like, oh, we have to be really sensitive of of their feelings. And it's like jerk behavior. And so that's fine. I really haven't even seen these people in three years. COVID helped with that. But, um, (laughs) I live in a place where a lot of people want to come and visit and it's also very expensive to come here. And my other siblings, I have several siblings coming in the next couple of months because they're vaccinated now and things are opening up and um, they have asked if they could come here. And I have two little girls and they're starting to develop and I do not want this creepy gross guy to make them feel uncomfortable in their own home. You know, I can prepare them on how to deal with him but this is their safe haven. And one of the biggest problems for me is like, we were raised in our family that you're supposed to just keep your mouth shut and keep the peace in the family and that the family is most important. And like, I know that my family of my little four of us that live in this house is my family now and most important. But I also don't want to bring a lot of drama to my other siblings with this and create more problems you know, like my other sibling did where now it's an issue and they almost have to pick sides. And I don't even know if there's a way to say to them, you're not welcome. Lie. <laughs> I'm avoiding it right now. <laughs> they like sent me a text and I was like, um, I don't know. And then they sent me another text and they were like, how about these dates? And I'm like, um, how about if I just don't answer you? But it's eventually, I got to do the right thing and eventually answer them and be the adult. <laughs> But, you know, I'm more concerned with, like, my other family members because these people have always brought so much drama and trauma, and I want to avoid that at all costs. But I honestly don't even know if I can.
1: Hiring for your
2: small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Um Oh, man. I feel your dilemma. And especially because they probably don't want to stay for just like four days. <laughs> no, two weeks. Yeah. Something you said, Jennifer, is so
2: interesting because you said you guys were all raised to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. It's also why your sister ended up marrying somebody that she enables because for whatever reason, that training stuck with her. I don't know if she has kids like you do, but like you said, you have your own family now. Mm -hmm. So you're no longer living the family that you grew up with. You have your own, but it's also, it's why she's with this guy. And it's also why you're still worried about everybody else Mm -hmm. because you were trained to be peacekeeper and not blow stuff up. Yeah, my
3: mother was all like, the family is the most, and like, my mom has passed away. And like, I even had a conversation with my, one of my other siblings the other day, and I was like, I have to get my mother, her voice out of my head, and just break through that. But I still, you know,
0: it's hard. (laughs) Well, I want to, as the unqualified person here... I totally want to give you permission to not invite these people to live in your house if you don't want them to. I think it's really hard to be in a relationship where you're constantly feeling like the more generous person. He's seems like he's constantly forcing you guys to all extend tiny olive branches all the time in terms of, like, letting shit go. That's not a fair or comfortable relationship for most people. Your sisters, I think— April's right. And I'm sure she's quite adjusted to that behavior.
3: Yeah. I mean, they've been together, like I said, since high school. And I do believe she probably has a little bit of that. What is it called? Trauma binding where like she believes that she is his protector, even when he's treating her badly. It's like her and him against the world because nobody understands him like she does. But it's like this is the tip of the iceberg of what this person has done. And so like, it's really hard and I'm not really concerned about hurting his feelings. I'm more concerned about like my family dynamic and keeping it because, you know, we still get along for the most part and there's going to be weddings and funerals and family events. And how do I avoid like my other sibling, this being an issue every single time I see them?
0: Do you think this man has any idea how you feel or other family members feel? Like, how would he assess it? Would he be surprised? Would he be like, God, I thought, I mean, yeah, we disagree on some things, but I always thought we got along. I think he's
3: such a narcissist that he doesn't really understand.
0: That also makes the job more difficult. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with the narcissist, right? They
2: think they're right and also... It's very, very, very typical to put everybody down. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You should think like this because they need everybody's buy-in. Right. And then they do and say things that are inappropriate. And I don't know if it was in your letter, but I think it was where you said he becomes like the victim. And then she goes for protection mode. Right. And so in her eyes, she should read the book Attached. You just send that to her. That's the first thing you should do. But also she thinks this is love Mm -hmm. because you come from this family and your mom trained you guys to be peacekeepers and keep the family, family, family is more important. Mm -hmm. That's like somebody coming in and saying, you've got to be loyal to your partner, no matter what. It's like, no, not if they cross boundaries, not if they lie and they cheat and they steal. Like Mm -hmm. there's only so far your loyalty goes and there's only so far peacekeeping can go until it becomes codependent and really, really inappropriate and harmful to your health. And you have a family to protect, Mm -hmm. you know, but this is the cycle, right? It's like, you're an idiot, you're stupid. And now everybody's against me. So she goes to love him and protect him because that's her version of how you love your partner is you protect them at all costs. And that's what she's doing. So she doesn't think she's doing anything bad. Okay. That's the biggest issue.
3: (laughs) And that is true. Like they are always the victim. And I think with my other sibling who stood up to them, their mode is to be like, oh, well, you're sensitive. Like you are weak. And we're going to pick on you because, you know, you disagreed with us. So we have to make you a lesser person.
2: But my mom used to say, if I'm running, you can't catch me. You know, it's like, if I don't think I'm weak, I don't think I'm an idiot. I don't think I'm stupid. Then he can whinge and whine and shout all he wants. And it's not going to affect me. So Mm -hmm. you need to get into that same thing. We get triggered when somebody who's at the table, who's married to one of our siblings is saying things to us you can stand your ground and have your boundaries without getting triggered and upset about it. Cause you're like, your words mean nothing to me. Cause we know we're not dumb. Right. And the thing that keeps coming up for me when you're talking is I think it's time to blow stuff up in the family. <laughs> it, it is time because this is going to affect future generations. If your kids grow up pushing stuff away and not really honoring their feelings, right? And and Mm -hmm. seeing bad and poor behavior and nobody does anything because, well, there's a wedding coming up or there's a funeral. Who cares? Like something needs to break in order for new stuff to begin. And right now I know it's hard, but you're going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable if you want things to change. Okay. And that means like, come what may, whatever you say, whatever happens here, is what is supposed to happen because you don't get to have both. You don't get to state what is wrong and that you don't want them there and have everything as it was. There's no such thing. Once you make a determination and you have boundaries, Mm -hmm. you have to accept what will be and forget about what was.
3: Okay. And I keep going back and forth regarding the whole, like, I know what I need to do, even though it's going to be hard. And I honestly was like, is there any way I can do it nice? so they won't get upset. And no matter how I say it and how nice, they're not going to accept it. I am concerned too about like the other members of my family who may be put in a situation to choose between their side and my side. And I don't really like that. But then in my head, I'm also like, well, that's their choice.
2: Yeah. You're caretaking with them too. I mean, I love you for (laughs) it, but you're caring for people. I know they're your family But you are responsible for yourself and your own family that you have created. They're adults. They can do whatever they want to do. You're still in a cycle of your own. You know, they say, like, if you can't change a situation, change yourself. Mm -hmm. This is one of those situations, unfortunately, Uh, because you're trying to control everything. Even your adult siblings, their feelings, their actions, their reactions are completely up to them. You're making your own personal choice. You got to stop worrying about everybody else.
0: All right. That's so easy. (laughs) I do think, Jennifer, you are in a position that's a little bit extraordinary in that you live in a place that everybody wants to visit. Mm -hmm. You have a different degree of power in the family. So if your sister is mad at you for a while, which she may be, it sounds like you guys maybe have been growing a little apart anyway. So Mm -hmm. maybe it won't tug at your heart as much as say it would. I think she'll come back to you because people will want to come visit you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I
3: should, I should use my geography to like hold it over their heads. Because that's my whole thing that I'm like, can't stop her from coming here. It's a free country. I just don't want her in my house.
0: April, would it be a bad idea for Jennifer to write her sister a letter?
2: No, not at all. I think a letter is probably the first thing to do. Okay. She's going to
0: read it to him. So, yeah, I think it should be like, hey, I'm writing you this because I'm about to address a sensitive topic. I'm sorry that I have been flaky with responding and making excuses. The truth is I'm at a place in my life where I'm not sure I want to host your husband. I find his presence incredibly stressful and, in my opinion, creates chaos in my household. I love you so much. I hope you can digest this well. Love, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. (laughs) That was just a rough draft.
3: But I mean, I think I could like pull something from that. Like that does make sense to me. I mean, literally all I have been doing is like
0: evading the subject. (laughs) Yeah. And if she presses you for examples of his bad behavior, I would not get into specifics. She knows whether or not she admits it. Mm -hmm. And there'll be some raw feelings and there will be some sibling tension maybe. But I think there's no time like the present actually to blow shit up in the family as you put it.
3: You know, it probably (sighs) is. Because I mean, like I've talked to several of my siblings and they all feel the same. Like there's a family party coming up and they were calling me last week and being like, why are these people always the drama? And it's like... You know, I'm really good at telling that person what they should do. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do with my situation. (laughs) Well, it's because you know,
2: you've been listening, Jennifer, to the podcast, Anna. I don't know if you agree, but so many of the callers could really simplify things by not being afraid of what will happen when.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Because we can give you a script and it could be really, you know, accurate and profound and meaningful and get the job done. But I always ask, what do you wanna do? Like. If everything was going to be okay and the family would be able to stay together, what would you want to say?
3: I would just say, I don't feel comfortable with him in my house. He doesn't make me feel comfortable in my house.
2: Right. And you also said in your letter to us that he can say things that are sexually inappropriate and you have daughters and you want yes. to protect them too, right?
3: Yes, very much. The
2: guy has no filter. He has no self-awareness of <laughs> what he's saying and doing is making people feel put down and uncomfortable. And this is why it has to be a big action and not so subtle because he doesn't understand subtleties. And her job is to defend and protect him because she's in an enabling situation.
3: But my job is to protect my children, yeah. especially in their own home. Like, don't get me wrong. I think my oldest is going to rule the world someday. And like, I have a feeling that if he ever did something that made her uncomfortable, she would have absolutely no problem telling him but this is their home. This is their safe place, you know? And so that's my big thing too. It's like, he it makes me feel uncomfortable in my home.
2: Yeah, so teach your girls boundaries, teach them how to speak up for themselves. And it's it's enough that you feel uncomfortable and that you have children. So I have children to protect. He puts people down. There are sexual innuendos and that is not okay in my house. So until behavior changes, I'm not comfortable with you guys coming here. And this is out of my love for my family and myself. And really just asserting my boundaries, but that is how I feel. And that's that for now. And you don't need to say if he behaves or if this, there's no conditions. It's just, this is not the right time. I have a family to protect. And this happens a lot. I just think, you know, exactly what you want to say. You're just afraid of the fallout, but that's like saying, I want to throw a grenade across the room, but I don't want it to make a sound or an explosion. It's like, well, you.
3: I don't want it to hurt anyone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's your old modeling. People are going to get hurt. Him, no, because he's not self-aware enough to be hurt. He's going to be rejected. And then he's going to get smarty and angry. But who cares? It's like, no one's going to die, right? Feathers will be ruffled. There might be a little separation with the family and some awkwardness. But at the end of the day, you're changing a dynamic, possibly for a very, very long time. And you'll be so glad you did. But you've got to do it now and stop trying to placate and manage everybody. Okay, And just face the music, which is, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. And that's when good stuff happens. But it will also be empowering. And really empowering.
0: Okay. You promise? Yeah. I promise. (laughs) April, I really like what you said. There's something really succinct and direct about saying, you make me feel bad about myself. And I don't need to explain it anymore. And at some point, Jennifer, maybe there's a time, if it would be helpful in repairing the relationship with your sister if you could sometime maybe gently say to her have you noticed that a lot of people in your life you regularly accuse them of being overly sensitive have you noticed that at all honey (laughs) I love you but have you noticed that (laughs) (laughs) yeah because Mm -hmm. then maybe if there's enough people then the problem is at home right okay I'm so glad you brought that up on
2: it the way we cannot. Be reactive when somebody goes. Oh, you're being sensitive. And what, what happens when somebody does that to us is we go, no, 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 I'm not. Like I did it right. Like we all mm-hmm. do that. But it's because we haven't really defined sensitive. Sensitivity is actually an ability to feel the room, to understand and feel our own feelings, and to be able to feel emotion of someone else. Sensitivity isn't. I get reactive every time somebody says something to me. That's mm-hmm. something else. So if somebody says to me you're sensitive, I go, thank you.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's a word they're using to put you down, but you should really be like, yeah, thanks. Thank you. That's a compliment. I feel my
2: feelings and I understand your feelings. A lot of people go, I'm just sensitive. No, you're not. You're reactive and selfish in your reactions because you're not reading the room. That's totally different, but we've somehow put everything into that one melting pot of sensitivity. And suddenly it's become a four letter word. Mm-hmm. So that's when you don't take the bait. Like, mm-hmm, yep, sensitive.
0: Yep. Protective of my family. That's right. Okay. Changing the narrative. Yes. Okay. But it wouldn't surprise me if cracks in the relationship started to expose themselves and your sister found herself going through something.
3: Yeah. They almost got divorced a couple of years ago and she wouldn't let him leave.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe she'll learn something from your setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could lead by example,
2: but you know, she went from your family's house to his house. Mm -hmm. This is all she knows. And you know, God Mm -hmm. love our parents. They do their best to give us these golden rules. And sometimes even with their best efforts, they can give us something that can actually end up hurting us. Like Mm -hmm. keep the family together. Divorce is a failure. You know, she is fighting for her survival because if she knows that you are right and that you guys all turn your backs to him and then therefore her. She doesn't get the family backing her. And her only choice is to live without you guys and live with him or leave him. And clearly the divorce is a bigger issue even than not seeing you all. It's divorce is failure. So whatever comes at her, she is going to make it work and she's going to make it right because she doesn't want to fail. That is heartbreaking to me. Yeah, that's such a box that she has put herself in. So Mm -hmm. do we want our marriages to last? Yes. Do we want to have beautiful things? Yes. Do we want to get divorced? Hell no. Do we want to be peacekeepers? Yes. But never at our own demise. That's when those rules go out the door and love our parents, but we have to live our own lives and create our own traditions and our own rules and our own boundaries, not theirs, ours.
1: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah,
3: and I also don't want my daughters to think that any of that behavior is okay, ever. If I had a kid and, and my brother-in-law
2: was sitting across the table from me and he said, you're stupid, April. I mean, I can defend myself easily and your kids can, your daughter's smart enough. She's old enough, but when they're under your roof, you are responsible for protecting them. So you have to imagine that even though you can take it or your husband can take it, your daughters can't and shouldn't. Right. And you're saying like, I don't want anybody at my table, even if it's out of your house. Do you even want to go to a dinner party with somebody who would be verbally abusive to anybody sitting there, yourself, your husband, your kids, your friend, your cousin, it doesn't matter who, right? Which is like, who wants to be around that? Right. So when your husband knows how to behave and not put people down and say things that are inappropriate to make us feel uncomfortable, he will be welcome back. But mm-hmm. until he learns how to behave around us, we're not interested. We're not going to put ourselves in harm's way. Yeah. That's a boundary.
0: Yes. And Jennifer, I would be as vague as possible in your criticism of him. Leave it at, I'm not comfortable around him. I don't like the way he makes me feel. Otherwise, she will take any specific complaint and make it seem petty. Right. And be like, I can't believe she's upset about this one thing. Exactly. This is a pattern of behavior. You can remind her that you've known him for years. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're unfamiliar with this person and this is the decision you've made. Okay.
3: You've given me a lot of things to like really think about and like verbiage and stuff to help. And that, you know, not giving them specific. Like I would have been like, he did this and he did this. this." But that's, that's good advice. So thank you so much. But remember,
2: none of this advice works if you don't shift your own perception and your own training of, I got to be the peacekeeper. Okay. The only way this works is if you shift first and that you are unafraid of the fallout. Because okay. it's going to happen. Okay. Things are going to get weird.
0: <laughs> we'll just right? push you out of the plane, Jennifer. <laughs> 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 Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs> and I mean, I know my siblings, like I have some siblings that will definitely back me up. Some others may not, but like you said,
0: that's their choice. If you have time right now, I would write up a draft before you talk to your siblings or run anything by them. And it will also protect your sister a little bit too. Like she can't go to somebody else and be like, Jennifer was about to do this thing and I found out about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: (gasps) Yeah. I like that, Ana. Because also you don't need their buy-in. Remember, this is your personal choice. But Mm -hmm. I love this draft idea because while we're talking about it, what will happen is you'll wake up tomorrow and you'll you'll start to shift and change your mind. You'll kind of get a little bit like more fearful about it. And then we're kicking the can again. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, you commit something to paper that you don't necessarily send yet. And I think it would be the old pattern to get their buy-in because what's going to happen is if they're also coming from an old pattern, their advice to you could influence how you write it. And it could water it down. And then all of the work we did today would be for naught. So you want to be able to have your own voice in your head because we don't want too many chefs in the kitchen right now giving like all kinds of fears and stuff like that. Like it's you, it's your decision. Okay. And by the way, it's not that bad because trust me, this stuff, as much as it gets blown up in six months to a year, like it could be fine again. You know, it's like, it's not like this is forever. You're just changing a dynamic so that the future can be better. That's how you have to look at it.
3: Okay. Yes. Well, thank you guys. This has been great. I have a lot of things to think about. Bye, Jennifer.
0: Best of luck. Thanks, Jennifer. Good luck. Thank you so much. Bye.
3: Bye.